guys. Justin Nelson here again with the Icon Podcast, interviewing yet another EXP Icon agent from across the nation, this time from one of my favorite places that I spend many months of my year, the great state of Florida. And I just wanted to say, Paul, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me, Justin. Absolutely, man. Well, I know that you said this is one of your first podcasts and the first podcast for you within the EXP system. So, you know, for all of our listeners here, a lot of people are always wondering what the Icon podcast is. Obviously, we're covering the top 2% of agents within EXP, and we just want to pick your brain. I started this podcast to, in a little bit of a selfish manner to just learn as much as I could from top producers like yourself. So, man, I know a lot of people don't know you. I know you a little bit, but not your full story. So I would love for you just to kind of share with me and our audience kind of who is Paul? What's your background? Have you been in real estate a year, 20 years? Like, what does that look like? And um, just give us a little recap of your journey over to eXp. Sure. You could call it a journey. I've been in real estate for uh, 22 years. Um, You know, started with uh, Kai's company, which is a Florida brokerage. I was there, I kind of um, became a buyer's agent for one of the top agents there, Uh, became his buyer's agent. This was back, we were getting internet leads about 20 years ago when nobody was getting them. Um, You know, we opened up a mom and pop brokerage. I was there for about five years and then, you know, uh, ended up going to Remax for the last 15 and until I joined eXp about two years ago, October, 2018. So it's been, it's been a journey, but you know, it's, um, it's been exciting, you know, kind of reinvigorating here at EXP. I love that. I love that. So tell me a little bit about like, you're no stranger to the real estate business. You've seen the ups, you've seen the downs, you've seen the different models. I mean, it sounds like when you got started, you were kind of breaking the industry norm by having that agent buyer agent model, because that's not something that was really well accepted until the mid 2000s. Yeah, I mean, we didn't actually have them sign any contracts, but um, the guy who I was working for, you know, my, my original mentor was, um, was able to leverage internet leads. So we were, you know, able to, you know, kind of expand our reach, which was, which was kind of unique and uh, just doubled down on customer service referrals and uh, built a viable real estate business out of it. I love that. I love that. So tell me, like, what was like your, uh, where did you find DXP? Like, you know, and just full transparency, a lot of people that have been at a brokerage, a single brokerage for that long of time, you would think that they would just ride off into the sunset, retire there, not change anything up. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, why did he make a change after 15 years? So like, what was it that made you jump over to EXP or kind of how did you get introduced to it? Um, So somebody introduced me to EXP um, probably in August, 2018, I did the research, my due diligence, 2018 was probably my best year in real estate, um, you know, uh, commission wise and number of transactions. So it was kind of scary to think about a change during that time, but you know, the, the company I was working for, which was Remax was kind of going through, they were opening up a new office, uh, that got delayed. They closed down the office that was close to my house. So I started to question the value of paying the desk fees at Remax, which in my Remax, I know they vary throughout the country, were about $800 a month. So I had talks with them over the years that each year I would say to them, well, how, how much guys do you want to make off me this year? And then, you know, let's, you know, let's come to an agreement at the beginning of the year. If, yeah. you know, if we agree on a certain number, you could be ahead, I could be ahead, but at least we know we're, we're, we're both you know, on the same page. 
and we couldn't come to an agreement. Um, I hadn't even heard the word capping before because I was so entrenched at Remax and in my real estate business and just perfecting my, you know, the way I do business that I really don't pay attention to any other companies. I had no reason to look anywhere. Uh, as soon as somebody um, mentioned the capping system, I went to Remax and I asked them, hey guys, would you be happy if you made X amount of money off me? They said, absolutely not. We can't do that just for you. We'd have to change the whole system. I said, well, yeah, but I wouldn't tell anybody. You, you could do it for me. I'm one of the top producers here. Yeah. We couldn't come to agreement. So ultimately I had to look elsewhere. I did interview, when we say interview, it's not really interview, but I did look into research two real estate companies. One was Keller Williams and one was EXP, which are similar models. Once I've learned, I actually knew nothing about Keller Williams. I heard about EXP first, sat down with Keller Williams because my mortgage broker at the time said, if you're going to go anywhere, just at least hear what they have to say. I said, all right, I'll, I'll go in there with an open mind. Within 10 minutes of the explanation from the local franchisee owner of Keller Williams, I'm like, wait a minute. I think I've heard this story before. This is, this is, this yeah. must have either been a spinoff of uh, Keller Williams or whatever. And, you know, the numbers made sense. Um, you know, I got all my, I had 80 active listings at that time. Uh, Remax made me go get them personally hand signed to uh, transfer the listings over. I will tell, you know, fully transparent, 79 out of those 80 listings transferred, you know, to EXP Realty. And, wow. you know, they believed in me that I was the brand, not so much uh, as the company. So, you know, that was kind of eye-opening. And when I did interview with Keller Williams, um, they said to me, you know, 97% of your clients will go with you no matter where you go. So that kind of resonated. And I was like, you know what? Thanks for the interview. I didn't tell the K KW guy there, but, you know, this was eye-opening and, uh, you know, started October 1st with EXP and, and uh, hit the ground running and have, haven't stopped since. I love that. I love that. And, you know, people listening right now, they're, they're thinking like, I don't even know how to handle 80 listings if I had it at the company I had been with for 15 years, let alone a brand new company. I mean, you were switching files and learning new systems and compliance and the whole nine yards. So like, what were like, what did that system look like? And what did the transition look like for you over to eXp from the standpoint of that's no easy task, you know, redoing the files by hand and relearning systems. Like, did you experience any hiccups or did you kind of adjust to that pretty well? So, I mean, I did have a good Remax broker and they did make the transition reasonably easy. You know, they wanted to be, you know, they don't just allow you to take the listings. I've been there 15 years and, um, you know, it, it was, I kind of, I kind of implemented some of the systems that we we're using. We use in Florida, it's a program called app files. So my paper system, I was able to copy all the files that with permission of the broker, we copied all the files. So we were up and running. But I had to get, you know, turning all 80 MLS numbers to the board. They had to transfer the listing. So there was logistically, it looked like I was offline for a minute, but, you know, uh, the, the customers didn't miss any showings and ultimately it, it, it did work out. It probably took the first quarter. I was like, wow, you know, that, that was crazy in the height of season. You know, Florida is a very seasonal place too. Yeah. No, I, I love that. So I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about your niche. I'm kind of interested because you don't hear very many agents just carrying 80 listings at any given time in any niche. So I know you kind of serve a niche. So what is that, what's your real estate business kind of look like irregardless of brokerage? Like, what does that look like for you and how have you built your business? So my niche is um, in Florida, which is probably one of the top two or three community, you know, uh, retirement communities in the country. 
um, I'm representing 100% sellers. Uh, so listing side, customer service base, we've kind of created this concierge type service where um, our clients are either downsizing, um, moving into a condo, moving into uh, assisted living or independent living, or unfortunately they might have passed away and we're dealing with the kids. So my whole approach to the system is not a sales base, it's a customer service base where whatever my client is asking for, and everybody might say that, but if they actually follow through and do it, uh, it is a different, you know, different approach. So we're, we're definitely going above and beyond and we are negotiating with commission. So we're really just trying to take the customer service to the, you know, $200,000 price range and, and, you know, treat them like million dollar clients. I love that. Cause then it probably just spirals out of control in terms of referrals and repeat business. And uh, I'm sure you maybe even get some business from people that aren't even in your niche, right? Just from you dealing with their parents' homes or friends or different things 100%. like that. Yeah, word of mouth. Um, we do we do do a large print advertising, which uh, you know when I transitioned to a listing broker about five years ago, we started doing direct mail. Some of the stuff we hit the neighborhood, some of the stuff we do EDDM, which is every door direct mail, and just doubling down on on that demographics, that niche, and and just providing you know top notch service every day. I love that. I love that. So I know there's a lot of people out here that are like, Justin, this is the Icon podcast. I just looked up Paul's episode. I don't even know much about EXP or about the Icon. We'll save a little bit more of the EXP. If they have questions about EXP in general, of course, call Paul. He can tell you all about EXP, especially specific to Florida, but really all over the nation. But kind of talk to us a little bit about the Icon Award. Like, what does that look like in your market? Like, if I sat down with you, Paul, and said, I'm going to come be an agent in your market in Florida, and I wanted to be an icon, what benefits does that provide me? And what do I have to hit in your market to hit that? Sure. So it's interesting. So when people hear about the icon program, it actually seems like it's easier to hit on paper than it is. Yep. I mean by that is that the time of, you know, how long it takes you to cap is very important because you still have to do about 20 transactions after you cap. Yep. So if it takes you eight months to do 80,000 GCI, you then have to do 20 transactions in the next four months. So that's where it's tricky. So I've been here three years. The first year I was here, I capped in three months. The second year was two months. The third year was one month. So my third year. So I'll hit Icon Agent again. Um, and, you know, I was talking to a KW agent yesterday. I'm not going to say his name. He does about 100 transactions a year. I don't know if he just doesn't believe what I'm saying or it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. But you know, we really, in essence, work here at 100% all year. Granted, we're giving back the $16,000 in company stock, which has went from $8 to $70 a share since I've yep. been here. So it's, yeah, it's as so, close to feeling without doing anything illegal. I love that. So basically to recap, you close in your market, you cap, which could be 10 to 20 deals. And then after that, you close another 20. So let's just say 40 for easy math is a rough estimate. You close 40 transactions a year and they give you your cap back in stock. So they give you $16,000 in stock if you do a few different things, right? You, yeah, you have to requirements and so forth, yes. Yep, so you have yeah. to do a few things to make sure you qualify. Yep, and then from there, the 16,000 is given to you in stock. So talk to me a little bit more about what the stock has done for you. So when you got in your first year, they awarded you $16,000 in stock at probably what, roughly seven to $12 a share? 
Yep. Mm -hmm. Love that. And now it's at 70 as of today, or maybe mid 60s. I haven't checked yet today. So you've now almost 500x certain pieces or your portfolio that EXP gave you. You're pretty good at math, Justin. Yes. So I was granted $32,000 in EXP wow. stock. It's over $200,000 in today's. today's that's. Stock. That's amazing. And you did that by doing the exact same things. Like you didn't do it. Like you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but you didn't change. You didn't start using a whole bunch of fancy new technology. You didn't start using a whole bunch of fancy new mailer designs. You just came over and did the exact same thing that you've been doing for 15 plus years, maybe with a little tweak. And now you just made almost a quarter of a million dollars more than what you would have made over there. Yeah. They're compensating us for doing our job, which is really you know, uh, what, you know, one of the differences here where I can see even from the top down is the agent is the, is the value proposition here, not so much the brokerage. Yes, it's a great place to work and the culture, but they're, they're focused 100% on the agents. And, and that's been from when I met Glenn Sanford and Jason Guessing and, you know, all the top, you know, founders and CEOs, they know who you are. It's incredible. I mean, you know, there's 40,000 agents. And they know who their agents are. It's pretty impressive. It's crazy, Glenn. I don't even know Glenn. I haven't even met Glenn in person in full transparency. And he's out there commenting on my Facebook post like I'm just some other uh, guy in the crowd. And it, it's really interesting how they do know who you are in, um, in that big scope of things. So I love that, man. So you, you, made, you basically turned $16,000 a year. You, you're at the company for over 100%. I always like to put the caveat out there that, of course, not everybody at EXP hits this award, right? It's something that is for top producers, but I think that it's something that's geared towards top producers in terms of the award. Um, and people always ask, like, how can EXP afford to do that? Well, it's because people don't remember a Remax, a KW, a Century 21, all those offices, they have owners, right? The owners own the office. And really at EXP, since we're one national brokerage, all the owners are removed and given to the agent. So you're really just taking the pieces of profit that normally those owners would have taken to their pocket. Correct. And also yeah. you got to keep in mind too. So when you know we're competing, say we're competing against these little mom and pop brokerages, the owner, which is really keeping the place in business, pays himself 100% anyway. So they're mm -hmm. really only doing this for the top one to 2% of the company. Yep. And the idea that, you know, if you could get, you know, I was a baseball guy, if you could get, um, you know, Alex Rodriguez on your team and or LeBron James in basketball, and then you start to get the other all-stars because you signed him, who cares how, if you had to pay LeBron James a, a ton of money, everybody else will follow. And that's really the mentality from the top down, which, which is just amazing that they have an Asian mindset with that. And it's yeah. life no. I love that. I love that. So talk to me a little bit about like, what is one of the things that you were um, maybe unaware of when you came to eXp? Like it's obviously eXp has a lot of layers, right? And you didn't really know much about much brokerage models. What was something that you were unaware of that you've kind of come to like that maybe wasn't um, shown to you when you were recruited or talked about? Like what has been a pleasant surprise for you if there was any? So yeah, when I first joined, you know, there was 800 uh, Florida agents, there was 10,000 agents in the company. Um, and one of the, you know, drawbacks that Remax had pointed out to me was, you're not gonna have access to the broker. There's 800 agents uh, in the state of Florida. How can he manage 800 agents? Well, he has a team, you know, I didn't know this at the time because I wasn't working here, but he's got a full-time staff of 15 people 
that are dedicated to your, your livelihood and making sure you're successful. He's yeah. not worried about keeping the doors open. We're now a $5 billion company. When I joined, I think it was evaluation of a billion dollars. Um, they're not worried about keeping the doors open. They're worried about taking over the real estate industry. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And you hit on something I've never talked about on the podcast is the broker staff, they each have like their own expertise. Like that was something that shocked me. Like when I came from my KW days, we would go into the broker and they were the, you know, they were the file manager and the broker of all the different things that would go wrong. And they were, they were everything, right? Hey, we ran out of water. They were fixing that. Like I would go in and ask for help and they're like, oh wait, I got to go on a water run. And I'm like, what? Like that doesn't, how is that helping me? And so you bring up a good point we've never talked about is each person on their team is so expert. So, you know, they're an expert in such a small niche that whenever you need a question answered, you don't have to wait for them to go, oh, let me go find an answer. Like they know the answer and they're available for you. Or we go into EXP world, which I was a little nervous about entering. Yeah, I'm 45 years old. You know, I've been doing it to traditional brokerage since I was, you know, you know, 28 years old. Yeah. So, you know, it was, you know, but if you're not willing to adapt, um, you're probably going to stay stagnant in the business. And, uh, you know, even today, it's funny that we're doing a podcast. I hired a you know, videographer that we're just going to take the business to the next level in that, in that uh, aspect. I, I love that. And what I love about your story is not that you weren't doing well to start because you were, but like all this extra opportunity and income allow you to do things that maybe you wouldn't have done before, hire a photographer, you know, a videographer and do things like that and really take it to the next level for not only yourself, but for your clients. Yeah, no, it's been, and you know, when you start collaborating with other agents, uh, you'll get ideas that you would have never thought of when you're, you know, just working as a solo agent. I, I couldn't build a team under the Remax model, no matter how hard I tried to slice it. I just couldn't get the owner to cut the fees enough to give these young, hungry, coachable agents a chance to make in the business. I just couldn't figure out the, the formula. No, I love that. And, I, and obviously, as you all know, EXP has a system where if you want to run a traditional team with splits and things like that, you can do that. If you just want to be more of like a mentor to people and they can join your organization and you can still mentor them and still get paid for it without taking splits. So like for people that are listening now, they might be like, you know what, Paul, I'm in your area or I'm somewhere in the country and I relate to your story. Maybe they're in the same niche as you and they're like, how can we partner up? Like, how are you partnering with agents that are joining EXP um, underneath you in terms of like your revenue share line? Like, what does that structure look like for you? And what kind of support um, are you able to provide them with some of those benefits? Great question. So we run it, you know, if you know anything about EXP out there for the listeners, we run it like a self-directed team. So we actually do not take a penny from any of their transactions unless we've actually handed them an actual referral. Yeah. We do have a brick and mortar office in Boca Raton, Florida. It's about 2,000 square feet. It's open to all the agents locally here. Um, we're spending about $5,000 a month on realtor.com leads, which we have um, co-marketing you know, co with a mortgage broker. Uh, I go on listing appointments with the agents. We talk about farming. We have, a, um, we have you know, now with the pandemic, we have about four or five, you know, we have one a, one a day uh, Zoom call which you know, has between 80 and 100 people. We're masterminding with former KW coaches. And it just, you know, the support is, is endless. It's just a matter of, you know, I want to give 100% of my attention to the agents that want to take their business to the next level, not the ones that want hand, hand, handouts. 
No, and I love that because you're going to attract that energy anyways, just based on the model and the way you guys do things. So, so as we kind of wrap up here, first, I want to say thank you so much for your time. But before we go, one question I always ask all Icon agents, because, you know, you can burn yourself out with the amount of homes you sell, the amount of homes you list. And you're like me, I can see the passion in your eyes, the work nonstop. And but like, how do you like disconnect? How do you avoid burnout? Um, it's a question I always like to ask our top producers, like, what do you do to reset to make sure that you're at full capacity as often as you can be? Sure. Um, so just to be you know, 100% transparent. So I list about 365 homes a year myself. I yep. sell about 200 homes a year myself. And if you actually, as far as disconnecting, you know, it's tough with technology and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, it, it, they, they kind of say, if, if you love what you do, you feel like you're not working. So, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday, which I don't, I don't, you know, get, I'm not that busy on the weekend just because of the age group that I'm working with. You know, if I have to help an agent, I don't, I don't really feel like I'm still, you know, connected. I'm actually giving back, which is, uh, you know, we do a lot of stuff for charity. It's just, it just, you know, you no. know we take a trip. We do, we do, you know, I do forward my phone and stuff like that, but. Yeah. Um, you know, we're spending money to get that phone to ring, man. We're, we're excited when, when it does. I love that. So what I'm hearing you say is like, you know, even more than not that you didn't help people in at Remax or in your last model, but even more now, just because of the way that you can align with agents and partner with agents, just the way it's structured, that alone is giving you kind of a rejuvenation of energy to be able to go out there and help them more often in different types of ways to kind of reset and do parts of the business maybe you couldn't do five years ago in those partnerships. hundred percent. So my brother's in the restaurant business and I, I always kind of looked up to him. I'm like, well, when he's, when he's done, he, he has his, you know, he can sell his restaurants and he'll be set. You know, I, I really couldn't figure out an end strategy, you know, in bidding in the business 22 years, the top, you know, top brokerage in this, you know, top broker in the state of Florida, Remax Broker Associate. I couldn't figure out how to, you know, set myself up for a time it doesn't you know it doesn't exist yeah till now yeah no it, it absolutely it was based on savings only how much could i save not spend and you know not how much can i exponentially grow by doing the same amount of work so um if not more so well awesome paul well i really appreciate first off you coming on here what's the best way for people to get a hold of you i'm going to put your information everywhere but if people were to try to reach out to you uh, via the information on this video or down below in the contact section well, what's the best way that they can reach out to you to best get a hold of you sure I and mean, they can always text me or call i'm more than helping to have anybody exp agents any licensed agent Somebody just needs advice about business or life, I'm around. So that would be 561-251-5296. Once again, 561-251-5296. Or you can check me out on the web, which is my first name, last name, so paulsaperstein.com. Perfect. And I'll have that all over nice and edited for you on the video. So feel free to check that out, guys. Um, Paul. I know you're a busy guy. You sell a lot of homes and I can see um, just your willingness to give back to me as someone that we had never met before outside of our uh, virtual uh, interaction. So I know with that type of mentality, all of those in your local market that are getting to deal with you, um, it's a pure honor to, um, to have a little bit of your time today. And I hope I get out to Nashville and uh, come pay you a visit after this pandemic. Absolutely, man. We are a fun city. It's, it's not quite yeah. the beach, but it's still a fun city. Awesome. All right, yeah. Justin, stay in touch, brother. 
Absolutely. Well, with that being said, guys, we are going to wrap up another episode of the Icon Podcast. As always, please reach out to Paul if you guys have any questions or you want to partner with Paul. But with that being said, until we see you guys, have a great rest of your week.